Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotional with the Lord. Right now, we're going to be praying. First Timothy 2 from verse 1 says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and, and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise God. Right now we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying, recognizing our prayers. We pray that the Lord will change the minds of the leaders of nations from foolishness and deception to wisdom and truth. We declare that as even as God had changed the mind through Esther's prayer, changed the mind of King Ahasuerus, who was unwilling to see anybody, but he, as she prayed, God turned the heart of the king, that God can turn the mind of the leaders, praise the Lord. Also, an example, because Jeremiah prayed, even though Nebuchadnezzar was an evil king, mm -hmm. someone charged over Jeremiah to take care of him. Hallelujah. Because with God, nothing shall be impossible unto us. Nothing will be impossible unto us as we pray now, declaring that the minds of the leaders of the nations you can use your nation in focus where you live. Is turned from foolishness and deception to wisdom and truth. Let's go ahead and pray in other tongues. Kindly unmute your mic right now as we begin to pray. We pray that the Lord changes the mind Unto us, nothing is impossible. Because we have said our hearts, Mark us Marco 
Yes, hallelujah. Nothing is impossible unto us, hallelujah. Because we have decreed and declared. Yes, hallelujah. The heart of our leaders, oh God, the leaders of our nations, the different levels of leaders, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, their hearts are torn, oh God, from foolishness to deception. And Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. We see a change, hallelujah, even in the people around our leaders. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we see a transformation in their decision-making, oh God, in their actions by the power of the Holy Ghost. We see a change, we see a change, we see a change in the name of the Lord Jesus. Even the people that are around them, oh God, are the right people, people who fear God, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I hope I'm being heard. I hope I'm being heard. Please can let me know if you can hear me. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. You are welcome to be inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with our Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Esinda Mark, for the opportunity to lead the saints of God in the prayer of intercession for the nations of the world. Hallelujah. Right now, we are going into the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Relax and enjoy the word come to you undiluted this morning. Over to you, esteemed Brother Martins, for the Rhapsody segment. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Marka for this opportunity to take us through the Rhapsody of Reality segments. Okay. Today's, um, today's devotional, the title, the topic of today's devotional is Be Spiritual minded. Praise the Lord. And the text is taken from Matthew chapter 26 verse 41. It says, watch and pray that you enter in, that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. God said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea, 6, Hosea 4 verse 6. And Jesus said, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8, 32. Many are walking in darkness without knowing because they don't know the truth. They don't know the scriptures. They are honestly seeking truth. They want to know God. But then 
they go about it, they go to the wrong places for knowledge. You know, one of the things about the world is everyone, everyone keeps seeking God. A lot of people are seeking God. They really want to know the truth. They really want to know God. But the challenge here is that many of them go to the wrong places for this knowledge. And you see people that you are, you, are, you know, you call, you are supposed, they are supposedly matured in your eyes. You'll be the ones to say, God give it, God take it. They go to the wrong places for knowledge. They listen to the wrong things. They, they are inspired by the wrong people. Imagine someone drawing inspiration from Job. Imagine someone saying Job inspires him a lot. Your inspiration should be Christ. Praise the Lord. Just because you heard someone say, some, just because you hear some people say, shout hallelujah and clap for Jesus, doesn't mean it's a church. Doesn't mean it's a church of Jesus Christ. You have got to be spiritually discerning. In Acts 16, while walking through the marketplace, Paul and Silas encountered a girl possessed with an evil spirit. The Bible says the same followed Paul and Silas. The Bible says the same followed Paul and us and cried saying, these men are the servants of the most high God. We threw unto us the way of salvation. Acts 16, 17. Question, wasn't she stating a fact? She was. But the 18th verse says, Paul being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. What she was saying sounded nice. But she was being influenced by a spirit of divination. Paul discerned this. For as she spoke, he, Paul, was grieved in the spirit. And that's one of the things about um, wrong prophecies or words. You know, it might sound nice. Someone comes to you and says, Toss the Spirit of God. And it goes and goes on. As a child of God, the moment it grips your spirit, you know it is not of God. It might sound like, you know, it came from God. But if it is of God, it will never grieve your spirit. The moment it grips your spirit, then it's not of God. Many times, you know, people can give you different prophecies. <laughs> Oh God, praise the Lord. I've met people, I've met, you know, um, praise God. Okay, when the spirit of God speaks, a child of God isn't grieved in his spirit. Rather, he's edified, you are edified. When you hear a voice or a message, you have to know by what spirit such a message is coming to you. Very true. You know, sometimes I might tell somebody, I say, um, this is what I think. The person will be like, are you sure? Is it the Holy Spirit? I say, no, the Holy Spirit did not tell me anything. But this is what I think. Then there are times when I will say, the Spirit of God says I should tell you this. Because it is very important you, as the giver of the message, know what is inspiring you to give a message. So you are not um, caught in the web of trying to lie against the Spirit. Or trying to please someone by, you know, 
the words that you give. Praise the Lord. Pastor goes on to say, he says, many Christians have listened to the voice of Satan and mistaken it for God's voice because they were not discerning. They were undiscerning. We are in the last days. And Jesus told us these things would happen. So he says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. And in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, he said, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We are sent forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Just like the way the children of Israel, when they came, the Bible says, a mix with them. What you do that made the children of Israel and the, some of them went minds. But today is not different. People in churches we are seeing a pastor preaches a message after it, and a pastor comes out and says, This is wrong. Send them. If God sends God sends you, even when God wants, He sends the prophet to the king. The prophet say, hey, "Go and tell the president of, or go and tell the president of Nigeria that they, who are you sending to go and tell? To go by yourself to go and tell the president. You have access to him. You get access." If God sends you, he will grant you access to, to send a message to. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Translation. It tells us ignorance and the will of God. Therefore, carefully live with honor, purpose, and courage. Those who tolerate and enable not as the unwise, sensible, intelligent people. Praise God. They shun those great and enable evil. Can you dare to say this friend and enable evil? Therefore, shun him. Be party to whatever he's doing. You can pray for him, but you must not be a part of it. Part of that we did do. It must not be a yeah, communion. No, you shouldn't be. In this devotional, be discerning. Perceive by the Lord at all times. And the only comprehensively discerning is by at all the spirits. It's been practice being filled at all times so that you can you know sometimes I will say I'm not angry with you. You were not the one that said that thing. It just made you make that, made that statement. The person's eyes will pop open. I have a discerning spirit me to discern at all times which is right and wrong 
to do and that which I shouldn't do. Involved in and that which I shouldn't be involved in. Listen at all times. I will come. Even the Holy Ghost come. He will show you which Christ has spoken to us. But if he tells you things to come, then you should be and what you should do and not do. Be who you should listen to and not listen. Many have suddenly become motivation. They don't preach Jesus. They preach business. Preach motivations. Preach um, all the things that the world. And you hear many people saying, "The kind of pastor we want." I've seen it happen several times. During protests, in um, different movements and entanglements, what do you see? What do you hear? Talk. What comes? The truth is, there are many times. Someone climbs the pulpit and it's not God who sent him. We know because many times, one, two, three of what they say, you will know. The pulpit and, and call the president names and insult him. It definitely can be God. How can a preacher climb the pulpit which are a devil? That's not God. It definitely can be God. Pray for ministers of the gospel. Pray that they are giving God. You find yourself castigating and it's, you are not speaking from God. You definitely can The Bible charges us and admonishes us love everybody. Love it not, knows not God, for God is love. So when you're not walking in love, you're not walking by the Spirit of God. You're not walking. Praise the Lord. These things have I spoken unto you as inspired by the Holy Spirit. So you have a discerning spirit. And because you have a discerning spirit, use it. Oh, that you walk up days to you and you say, that's something you always learn to do is the voice of the Holy Spirit. You saying what not to do. And as you do at all times, he will give you more inspiration. You become neat with him. Thank you for this name. Thank you so much, sister. At this point, I'll hand over to Sister Joy to take under further studies. Thank you. Day. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martins, for today's ministration.
Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on what part of the world you're connecting from. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Okay, our further study we're reading from 2 Corinthians 12.10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Ephesians 3, 14 to 16. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Oh, sorry, I took the wrong. Oh, so sorry. I took the wrong for the study. John 10, 27. Just a minute. That was from yesterday. Praise God. John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. First John. 227. 1 John 227. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. And ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it had taught you, ye shall abide in him. Praise God. Isaiah 30, 21. Isaiah, just a minute. Isaiah 30, 21, and thy ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left, praise God. And finally, Psalm 32, verse 8. Psalm 32, verse 8 says, Psalm 32, verse 8 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eye. Praise the Lord. Right now, I'm going to be taking the prayers together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are with your mic muted. Righteous Father, I thank you for conditioning my spirit and granting me the ability to descend and walk in your perfect will always. Your word is the true light that gives me direction and guidance. And now, Lord, I pray for as many as have been swayed in the wrong direction 
that they adhere your voice today and follow the truth of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Um, right now, we're going to be moving to the New Testament. Right now, we're going to be moving to the New Testament segment, and I'd like to invite the S. And I'll so sorry. And I'd like to invite the esteemed brother Dozier. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Over to you, brother Dozier. So much, Sister Joy. Good morning. Good afternoon everyone, depending on the part of the world and from. Welcome to today's terms of devotion. Congratulations has been consistent with and today. We are reading from the book of 21 from verse 37. And we are about to go in Captain, can I say? He answered, Oh, you know you spoke Greek, where the Egyptian go started the riots here and said, with his 4,000 tall. I said, No, I'm a born in Tarsus and I'm still of that influential. I have a simple request. The crowd tells his story. Steps. Paul turned and held his. A hush fell over. Began to speak. He spoke. Brothers and fathers, listen. I have to say before you jump to. When they heard him speaking Hebrew, they grew even. No one wanted to miss a word of the. He continued. Born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but at Jerusalem, under the exact Rabbi Gamilia, thoroughly instructed in our. And I've always been on God's side, just as you. I went after. It's this way at them, hammer and tongue to kill for God. I ran men right and left, thrown in prison. You can store anyone in the high council to bury. They all knew me well. To our brothers in Damascus, documents authorizing followers of Jesus dear. And bring them back to Jerusalem for. As I arrived on the outskirts on the outskirts of Damascus, about blinding light blazed out of the sky. I fell to the ground, dazed. Saul, Saul, are you out to get me? Master, I asked. He's Jesus, the Nazarene. Down, my companion light, but they didn't hear the Then I said, do now, master. He's 
get to your feet and enter the there you'll be told everything set out for you to do course but nothing like that. i was blind as a bat and my lead me in by the hand i met ananias a man in reputation in observing our law which community in damascus is that score he came armed on my shoulder i looked and found my his eyes i could see again the god of our ancestors and picked you to be brief of action you are just innocent and had him you are to be a key witness it's of what you have seen and heard. so what are you waiting for get up and get your scrubbed clean of those things acquainted with god well it happened just as I, after i was back in jerusalem one day in the temple lost i saw him saw sense and had him say to hurry up get out of here none of the jews here accept what you say about me rejected credentials they all know how it was with hunting out those who believe hitting them up in the meeting places and throwing them and when your witness Stephen was right there holding the coats cheering them on and now converted what better qualification what he said don't I am sending you to outside outside non-Jews. May the Lord bless the in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. But inspired by of conversion and how in the direction of his purpose. So we, we are going out with that sentiment, that sense of knowing where God. At a particular time, no matter how Jerusalem looked like the right place to preach the gospel, but God him that he should move on, he should go somewhere where his ministry is. Ministry as we go for today. I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us to the meant one year by reading plan. God bless a spiritually discerning day. Thank you, Brother G. Okay, um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Thank you for consistently being a part of this um, um, daily devotional. Um, we move over to the Old Testament segment of our one-year Bible reading plan. And um, we are continuing with the story of Job and his friends. Today we hear Elihu, Elihu speak. So we're reading four chapters this morning. So it's going to be an interesting read. I'd like to say a big thank you to 
Sister Amaka, for this opportunity. Praise God. Okay, Job 32. Elihu speaks. <coughs> a caption. God's spirit makes wisdom possible. Verse 1. Job's three friends now fell silent. They were talked out. Stymied because Job wouldn't bulge an inch. Wouldn't admit to an ounce of guilt. Then Elihu lost his temper. Elihu was the son of Barak, the Buzite from the clan of Ram. He blazed out in anger against Job for beating his righteousness against God's. He was also angry with the three friends because they had neither come up with an answer nor proved Job wrong. Elihu had waited with Job while they spoke because they were, they were all older than he. But when he saw that the three other men had exhausted the arguments, he exploded with pent-up anger. This is what Elihu, son of Barak the Buzite, said. I'm a young man, and you are all old and experienced. That's why I kept quiet and held back from joining the discussion. I kept thinking, experience will tell. The longer you live, the wiser you become. But I see I was wrong. It is God's spirit in a person. The breath of the Almighty One that makes wise human insights possible. In the King James, we know what it says in this scripture. It says, is the spirit of, is the spirit of God in a man? It says, but the breath of the Almighty give him understanding. Okay. The experts have no corner on wisdom. Getting old doesn't guarantee good sense. So I have decided to speak up. Listen well. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. I hung on your words while you spoke. Listen carefully to your arguments. While you search the, for the right words. I was all ears. And now, what have you proved? Nothing. Nothing you say has even touched you. And don't excuse yourselves by saying we've done our best. Now it is up to God to talk sense into him. Job has yet to contend with me. And rest assured, I won't be using your arguments. Do you three have nothing else to say? Of course you don't. You're total frauds. Why should I wait any longer? Now that you have, you are stopped dead in your tracks, I'm ready to speak my piece. That's right. It's my turn. It's about time. I've got a lot to say, and I'm busting to say it. The pressure has built up like lava beneath the earth. I'm a volcano, I'm a volcano ready to blow. Okay, now. I have to speak. I have no choice. I have to say what's on my heart, and I'm going to say it straight. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I was never any good at bootlicking. My maker would make short work of me if I started in now. Yeah, I used the whole chapter to boost about what he wants to say. He still didn't say it. Okay, chapter 33. So please, Job. Hear me out. Honor me by listening to me. What I'm about to say has been carefully thought out. I have no ulterior motives in this. I'm speaking honestly from my heart. The Spirit of God made me what I am. The bread of God Almighty gave me life. The caption, God always answers one way or another. Verse 5. And if you think you can prove me wrong, do it. Lay out your arguments. Stand up for yourself. Look, I'm human. No better than you. We are both made of the same kind of mold. So let's walk this through together. Don't let my aggressiveness overwhelm me. Here's what you said. 
I heard you say it with, your, with my own ears. You said I am pure. I've done nothing wrong. Believe me, I'm clean. My conscience is clear. But God keeps picking on me. He treats me like I'm his enemy. He's thrown me in jail. He keeps me under constant surveillance. But let me tell you, Joe, you're wrong, dead wrong. God is far greater than any human. How dare you haul him into court and then complain that he won't answer your charges? God always answers, one way or another. Or another. Even when people don't recognize his presence. In a dream, for instance, a vision at night, when men and women are deep in sleep, fall asleep in their beds, God opens their ears and impresses them with warnings to turn them back from something bad they are planning, from some reckless choices, and keep them from an early grave, from the river of no return. Or God might get their attention through pain by throwing them on, on a bed of suffering so they can't stand the sight of food, have no appetite for their favorite treats. They lose weight, wasting away to nothing, reduced to a bag of bones. They hang on the cliff edge of death, knowing the next breath may be their last. But even then, an angel would come, could come, a champion. There are thousands of them to take up your cause. A messenger who would mercifully intervene, cancelling the death sentence with the words, I have come up with a ransom. But you know it, you are healed. Before you know it, you are healed. The very picture of health. Or you may fall on your knees and pray to God's delight. You will see God smile and celebrate. Finding yourself set right with God. You will sing God's praises to everyone you meet. Testifying, I messed up my life. And let me tell you, it wasn't worth it. But God stepped in and saved me from certain death. I'm alive again. Once more, I see the light. This is the way God works. Over and over again, he pulls our souls back from certain destruction. So we will see the light and live in the light. Keep listening, Joe. Don't interrupt. I'm not finished yet. <laughs> but if you think of anything I should know, tell me. There is nothing I would like better than to see your name clear. Meanwhile, keep listening. Don't distract me with interruptions. I'm going to teach you the basics of wisdom. <laughs> Even from his, from his talk, you could sense pride and arrogance. Okay, we'll move over to chapter 34, Elihu's second speech. The caption, it is impossible for God to do, to do evil. Elihu continued, verse 1. So my fine friends, listen to me and see what you think of this. Isn't it just common sense? As common as the sense of taste to put your heads together and figure out what's going on here. We've all heard Job say, I'm in the right, but God won't give me a fair trial. When I defend myself, I'm called a liar to my face. I've done nothing wrong and I get punished anyway. Have you ever heard anything to beat this? Does nothing face this man Job? Do you think he spent too much time in bad company, hanging out with the wrong crowd, so that now he's parroting their line? He doesn't pay to try to please God. Understand, you are veterans in dealing with these matters. Certainly we are of one mind on this. It is impossible for God to do anything evil. No way can the mighty God, mighty one, do wrong. He makes us pay for exactly what we've done, no more, no less. Our chickens always come home to roost. It is impossible for God to do anything wicked. 
for the mighty one to subvert justice. He's the one who runs the earth. He cradles the whole world in his hand. If he decided to hold his breath, every man, woman, and child would die for lack of air. The caption, God is walking behind the scenes. So Job, use your head. This is all pretty obvious. Can someone who hates order keep order? Do you dare condemn the righteous, mighty God? Doesn't God always tell it like it is? Exposing corrupt rulers as scoundrels and criminals? Does he play favorites with the rich and famous and slight the poor? Isn't he equally responsible to everybody? Don't people who deserve it die without notice? Don't wicked rulers tumble to their doom when the so-called great ones are wiped out? We know God is walking behind the scenes. He has his eyes on every man and woman. He doesn't miss a trick. There is no night dark enough, to sh no shadow deep enough to hide those who do evil. God doesn't need to gather any more evidence. Their sin is an open and short kiss. He disposes the so-called high and mighty without asking questions and replaces them at once with others. Nobody gets by with anything. Overnight, judgment is signed, sealed, and delivered. He punishes the wicked for their wickedness out in the open where everyone can see it because they quit following him. No longer even thought about him or his ways. The apostasy was announced by the cry of the poor. The cry of the afflicted got God's attention. Caption, because you refuse to live on God's steps. If God is silent, what is that to you? If he turns his face away, what can you do about it? But whether silent or hidden, he is there, ruling, so that those who hate God won't take over and ruin people's lives. So why don't you simply, simply confess to God? Say, I sinned, but I sinned no more. Teach me to see what I still don't see. Whatever I will have done, I did no more. Just because you refuse to live on God's terms. Do you think you should start living on yours? You choose. Then do it for you. Tell me what you decide. All right, thinking people say. And the wise who have listened to me concur. Job is an ignoramus. Talks utter nonsense. Job, you need to be pushed to the wall and called to account for wickedly talking back to God the way you have. You've compounded your original sin by rebelling against God's discipline, defiantly shaking your fist at God, piling up indictments against the Almighty God, against the Almighty One. <laughs> Elihu's third speech, caption, when God makes creation a classroom, Elihu leads into Job again. <laughs> Does this kind of thing make, make any sense? First, you say, I'm perfectly innocent before God. And then you say, it doesn't make a bit of a difference whether I've sinned or not. Well, I'm going to show you that you don't know what you're talking about. Neither you nor your friends. Look up at the sky. Take a hard, long, hard look. See those clouds towering above you. If you sin, what difference could that make to God? No matter how much you sin, will it matter to him? Even if you're good, what would... God, get out of that. Do you think he's dependent on your accomplishments? The only ones who care whether you're good or bad are your family and friends and neighbors. God's not dependent on your behavior. When times get bad, people cry out for help. They cry for relief from being kicked around, but never give God a thought when things go well. When God puts spontaneous songs in their hearts, when God says how the entire creation as a science classroom 
using birds and beasts to teach wisdom. People are arrogantly indifferent to God until, of course, they are in trouble and their God is indifferent to them. There is nothing behind such prayers except panic. The Almighty pays them no mind. So why would He notice you just because you say you're tired of waiting to be heard? Or waiting for Him to get good and angry and do something about this world, the world's problems. You, you talk sheer nonsense. Non-stop nonsense. <laughs> oh dear Lord. Story is getting interesting. And I'll hand over to Brian Martins to take us through the remaining part of the program. Thank you very much for listening. Once again, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. We're going straight to our formation segment of this meeting. Praise the Lord. Okay, we take our formation by starting with our names. My name is, you say your name, I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, am granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name first, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. Okay, at this point, I'll kindly ask you to please unmute your mics as we take our formation at the count of three. Please unmute your mics. One, two, three. My name is my name is Agnes Agogia. I am the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The eyes of understanding and light of that I know the hope of God's calling on my life and the riches of the glory of His inheritance in me. I know the exceeding greatness of His power to me because I believe according to the working of His might power in me. I feel this life and granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. There is strength in his mind, my spirit, and my inner mind. The kind of my heart, my spirit, I am rooted and grounded in love. I am able to overflow with all the sins of the world. I am able to understand the love of Christ. I am able to understand the love of Christ. My love abounds more and more. I am able to know the things that are excellent. The fruits of righteousness by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. I'm filled with the knowledge of God's will in all misunderstood understanding. I walk with the Lord of the blessing. I am fruitful in every good work. I'm continually increasing in the knowledge of God. I'm strengthened with all might and Christ's resources. I continually Continually give down to the Father who qualified me to be because of the intelligence in light, the communication of my faith is very beautiful. I daily acknowledge every good thing which is made completed. Jesus' precious Hallelujah. Okay, at this point, we'll be going straight to the communion segments. 
And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Take it, this is my body. He said, I am the bread of life. I'm the bread that came down from heaven. If you eat this, I'll be in you a well of living water. He said, he that drinks from me will never test. As you eat this bread today, as you take this bread, be conscious that he paid the price in full for you. Everything, every sin that you will ever commit in this life has been paid for. Be conscious of it. That you are sinless, you are blameless, you are righteous, you are holy. As you break this bread, before eating it, declare, say, Christ is my righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had sucked. <laughs> the cup is in New Testament in my blood. This do you as hope that you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup of the New Testament in the blood of Christ. Oh, Father, we thank you. His blood was shed up for our righteousness. And as we take this cup, we declare, as we take this cup this morning, we declare that Christ is our righteousness. In him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. We are strengthened with mind by the spirit of God because Jesus dwells in us. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup. Barandas gage of Rapadali and do the credit of Bratos Gijivan Ingressi Salahastas Kena Ikebadia. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. At this point, I'll be handing over to Star Joy to take us through the celebration part of this segment of the meeting. Thank you, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Praise God. Thank you so much, um, esteemed Brother Martins. Praise the Lord. And thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Okay, right now we're going to be celebrating our celebrants of the day. So if today is your birthday, your wedding anniversary, your work anniversary, any type of anniversary, anything worth celebrating, kindly raise up your hands. We would like to rejoice with you and celebrate you specially. Because you mean so much to us. Praise God. Anybody? Okay, we don't have any celebrant for today. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Steve Bro Martins 
Thank you so much, everyone. Have a very joyful day ahead. Bye. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Um, briefly, we'd like to find out if there's anyone amongst us who has a testimony you'd like to share or a word of knowledge, a prophecy that is where God has given to you for us. Please, um, at this time, I would like you to signify so we can take just one of it before we close the meeting. Is there anyone, please? You have a testimony, you have a word of knowledge that you would like to share with us. Please raise your hand. Let's give you the opportunity to. Testimonies. Okay. At this point, I'll kindly ask you to unmute your mics. I want us to take the next few minutes to pray in tongues. Oh, glory, 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 glory. There was a shout of the king in this place. There was a shout of the king. Oh, Oh, yes, it's a month of joy. The Bible talks about ask and receive that your joy may be full. 
that your joy may be full. There will be fullness. There's fullness of joy here in this month. There's fullness of joy in this family. There's fullness of joy by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we walk in the fullness of joy. We enjoy the fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Oh, glory to God. What a great God you are. You are mighty. You are magnificent. What a great God you are. Thank you, Father. Oh, we give you praise. Hallelujah. At this point, I'll kindly ask you to unmute your mics as we share the grace in fellowship. Thank you so much. Praise God. Um, please, before we go, um, bro, Israel said today is his daughter's birthday. I, I just saw it in the chat room right now. Happy birthday to her, bro. Maxine, could you please just kindly say what our prayers for her before we go? Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Israel. Thank you so much, Israel. Everybody wants to be. please. Um, um, I would like to pray for her. Um, thank you. Father, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We declare the name of Lord Jesus. Grow in wisdom. Amen. Amen. Affected in all things. Amen. 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 And she will grow not just in wisdom and, and, and in knowledge, she will also grow in stature. Amen. The beauty of God is resident upon her. Amen. And this beauty will draw many to her. They will come Amen. to see her. Amen. The grace of God is upon her life. That grace that brings acceptability is upon her. Yes. Amen. Amen. He's amen. loved and she's favored by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, precious Jesus. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much, family. I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sister Marka, Sister Brother John. I'm grateful. Thank you. And thank you, Sister Joy. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you.